This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. This episode of the Chromecast is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. Does your school district have a Chromebook one-to-one program, or are you planning to go one-to-one this year? Do you manage thousands of Chromebooks or other IT assets like projectors or smartboards? If so, you'll want to listen to this. Visor is a Chromebook management solution that seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system, now including PowerSchool. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents, all in just one click. To find out more, just do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks. Or click the link down in our show notes. And if you schedule a no-obligation demo of Visor before the end of January 2022, you can lock in a 20% discount. So go check it out. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. I'm back. I'm back. Had a had a brief post COVID COVID hiatus, and I'm back, full of energy. Had some afternoon coffee. I'm ready to go. My name is Joe Humphrey. I don't know if I introduced myself yet. Over there, that's Gabriel Bringers. We're watching Saturday Night Live. <laughs> okay, <Sorry. laughs> Herb, Herb Welch. Herb Welch. The other voice there. That's, yeah, that's Robbie Payne. Kristen Wiig. Hey, hey Kristen Wiig's here. Apparently, she is not <laughs> virtually on, on the, the screen. Podcast. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> no, she's not a guest on today's podcast. That would be fun. We we are we are we have some big plans for for 2022 with the podcast. Yeah, we've can't talked. Really, up, can't we, say exactly what. Yeah, but, yeah we, there's, we just there's we some just stuff. we're doing some things. We have a oh, we should do that. I today. was just gonna say it. We've lined up Jeremy Rainier. Okay, he will be on a February episode of the podcast. There you go. I'm just kidding. Perfect. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Nope. Rainier? Isn't it? I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Rain, Hawkeye. Oh, Rainier. Renner. Renner. Oh, Renner. Oh, Renner. 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 Whatever. It's like, I was thinking like reindeer. 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 Yeah. Reindeer, man. I don't know what I'm talking I was about. Like, I don't yeah. know. Maybe he's a tech dude. I don't so know. So we have a... Uh, <laughs> no, he has like an old pixel. He is not a tech dude. He does have a pixel, though. They really were about pixels in that Yeah, that show. whole show. He yeah. was, But he Everyone was, he was a rocking pixel. a pixel 2 in... In game, I think. I think so. When, yeah, when when uh, when his wife got snapped, he was. Yeah, Google apparently face. signed up some contracts. Yeah, with they the, were uh, like use MCU. Sets. Good for them. Yeah. yeah, good for them. But we have a uh, we have our patrons know uh, if you're if you're one of our patrons and you have um, the five dollar or above tier, you've seen some of our behind the scenes of our office space here, uh, our main kind of office space, our headquarters. And it started, we were in one office, and then we had another office, and then we, like, moved the studio to one other office, and then we just, like, consolidated to one half of the the co-working space up here. And now we yep. just took over one more office. <laughs> yeah. 
So we we have a, so a solid half of it now. <laughs> we're we're just commandeering more and more offices. Yeah. Eventually, it's just. This is all the offices we need for right now. It, it, I really do feel very happy with the setup that we're gonna have. The issue, the issue, it's gonna be awesome. The issue was we had our big main office and then a room next to us, which was our studio. But there was another office on the other side of that with a door in between. And it's so the, made the of uh, the same corrugated cardboard, <laughs> I think, that you get in the pizza boxes. Exactly, from it's very thin, and. God love him, John. You know he's in there just doing his doing his work, and and we had to go knock on his door and hey, John, we're filming, yeah. and it was a weird situation. We just you know made made it work there for a little while, but we need some extra room to podcast as we get into doing some video podcasting here soon. I know you all have probably, if you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard me talk about it. Our patrons have seen some of the kind of whoa, there Testing. goes there goes Robbie's expensive phone. Testing. He's just testing his new later My case. My later case. Uh, but yeah, we're, we need we need we needed to change some things up to get to where we needed to be uh, to do the video stuff. So that's going to be happening, and we got some yeah got some big plans. So uh, exciting stuff, exciting stuff. Yeah, so and, you and just gotta I think stay it's tuned. Worth, it's worth noting. I know we've talked about doing a video portion, and we've tried it in different settings. Like this is finally this room is going to be for yeah, that purpose. So yeah. it, uh, we've kind of tinkered it's around. Happen. Yeah, it's like we've <laughs> it's tried this, happen. tried that. We had it in. <laughs> we we tried it up in that little front office that was tiny. Oh yeah, that was yeah, no way. <laughs> that was never gonna work. No way. Then we moved over here and we've just uh, yeah we we tried it over in the corner and it wasn't quite working. The windows we'd have to black out the windows. It it's a whole thing, but exciting stuff coming soon. Um, you guys, you guys, I say I, I'll say it. I'll say it every time that I'm not here for a podcast. You know, last week I was in quarantine. I was gonna call in, but I was losing my voice. So I didn't, uh, and you guys, you guys covered the the podcast, uh, just you two, and I gotta say it's great. You guys, you guys got a thing going. You guys <laughs> got a thing going. Right. You, uh, you we re- just reti- kick Joe out. Retired, <laughs> retired country singers. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. I'll just, I'll just sit over here and, and produce or or <laughs> do nothing. <laughs> I'll just sit over here and do nothing. I'm just gonna uh, not do uh, it. See, all right, Joe, I'm just gonna act Joe like Joe Humphrey, here. producer. Right. I like it. I'm uh, I'm not here. Uh, you guys take it from here. All right. See you, Joe. See you. <clears throat> we'll get you a gold record and hang them above your desk. <laughs> Producer <laughs> you, of the year. Did you all hear the ding, or was that on, I think it was the Mac. Okay. Must be uh, through. Must be through. Coming through my headphones, probably. You all didn't hear that? I did Audience, not. did you all hear that? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> let's, let's actually get into it here, I guess. Uh, it is. Is is CES week? Was CES week? I guess it's, it's technically it's the over. End. They wrapped. Was it? Was no, it? they wrapped actually, up Wednesday. Actually, technically, Thursday. right? No, no the, they closed. Oh, they were yeah. going to do Friday. They Friday's closed. like the cleanup day when you go and you can score a bunch of free stuff because people are packing up and they don't want to take stuff back with them. But no one goes Friday anyway. I think that's what the Verge wrote. They wrote um they close the day early because of covid and that's the day nobody goes anyway so yeah it was, it whole, was almost a, a closing day early was a move strange point. move uh, but you know whatever i don't think it helped anything but i think they weren't beating the doors down the rest of the week either. yeah exactly and so that that was the benefit it, it looked like most people uh declined to go and so the the people that ended up going instead of you know trashing on any of them or anything like that at least they were there and not in the midst of huge crowds so yeah um, so those that did go, uh, I know for us, the, 
the the companies that were there that we needed to talk to and have meetings with weren't there. Yeah, they like, most of them backed out. Uh, all think, but one, I think. All all but one. Uh, and yeah, that the one that was there still, I think most of the people that were there seemed <laughs> what they, like they didn't want to be there. What they uh, and then he said he said they had one in person yeah, meeting at, up till and we didn't have our meeting with them until Wednesday. Wednesday. Eve. Uh, Evening, evening, yeah. yeah, and so they'd only had one other, like our one in-person meeting thus far, and so, uh, yeah, it was weird. So hopefully, it was like, it hopefully was, next year, we'll, yeah, we'll hopefully be back. next year. Gosh, we'll get back. I hope it was CES week, but it just didn't have the didn't energy. Like it. Didn't didn't have the well, and like even last year, I guess just because we, everyone knew it was going to be virtual, everyone was prepared for virtual launches. Everything rolled out last year, and there was still some excitement. Like I don't know, I just. And I don't yeah. know. I haven't even been super plugged in this week, like well, with other announcements. What, too, I, what like, I kind of wanted to do was sit back and see like what my newsfeed looked like because usually it's full of CES yeah. stuff. Um, and so I was just going to kind of absorb it as it came through, and it just wasn't happening. Yeah, that um, was, I, it was uh, super weird. We get like a B roll video or email every day during the event, and I've kind of skimmed through it to see if there's anything notable. Yeah. But between my newsfeed and that, I. The only thing that caught my eye was uh, uh, Razor's new watch and or Fossil's new watch, but it's just because it looked cool. It looked, the picture looked really good in my yeah. feed. It's just a Fossil Gen Six, but there's not been anything that I'm like, oh, which it's different when you're there because you can kind of seek out stuff. But yeah, my general news feed, same thing. There's just not been much. There's been more just general Chrome OS stuff in my news feed this week than yeah, and other. It, and the other thing too is even the, the bigger tech companies that go and bring a horde of people to go cover stuff, they can just go walk around and it, it's, unless you've been there, it's hard to even comprehend the, the breadth and the scope of this thing. And, and so you like, you're there and you just see stuff and you're like, Oh I, wow. I never would have thought of that. And that, that little company that had that cool little thing, is not going to send out press releases and emails right. to every person right. and so exactly yeah they're not equipped to get the news out without being that's the reason these companies go to these shows they they sit in one place everybody comes to them when you flip that on its head it makes it very difficult for any of those companies to automatically like the bigger ones obviously they've got stuff in place where they know how to go okay all right let's pivot from what we were going to do and let's send the emails out and get the ball rolling and kind of set all this stuff up the smaller companies just don't have that stuff in place. So all that stuff just gets kind of swept under the rug, especially in a year like, like this year. So um, I will be glad, uh, even though usually our traffic, our website traffic is terrible uh, the week of CES. Because there's just so much there's stuff a, going there's on. Lot, there's a know? lot in the world of tech happening. And, and we're all writing about the same stuff, you know. And so we did not see that uh, duck down at all no. this week. And so that to me was a little bit indicative of that as well. That yep. It's just not, um, I don't know, just not the same energy, not the same vibe. And it, it stinks. It stinks for the, the people at CES. I know they tried. They wanted to still yeah, have a and thing. They were, and they, were pretty, they were pretty adamant that having it and this show is very important for this industry. And, and they're right. Like, and I get it. Yeah, you're totally right. And But, but, but. For, yeah, but it still wasn't worth the no, risk. To for me, us. it felt like, uh, I don't want to say it was a flop. I think if they had. Mm-hmm taking a step back three or four weeks ago and said, Hey, let's, let's divert. Let, let's, let's reroute this. Yeah. I feel like they did it. I don't want to say out of spite, but out of stubbornness. Well, it felt like which, they were like, we're doing this regardless. Which keynote was it that we were watching where they were like, we're really happy. I'm sure you all are happy that we're here doing this live in person. And 
Well, who was that? Do you remember? It was like yeah, kind of one, one of the of bigger. Them. Yeah. Might have been like Intel or. No, Intel's was no. was virtual. Anywhere. I don't remember. Doesn't matter, but, but but the thing is, like, what stunk for and, and a lot of people don't know this. The CTA who who puts on CES, it's a it's a non not for profit yeah. right thing. It's an and association. So it's not like yeah. yeah, it's not like these guys are out. You know, it's all like some sort of money grab or anything right. like that. You know, they were stuck in an impossible situation. Um, you know, to your point of of saying three or four weeks ago they should have done something. Three or four weeks prior to anyone be making plans for CES, Omicron wasn't really yeah, that big of a right. deal. No, and then all of a sudden it went from like zero to 60 in mm-hmm. what, a week? Yeah. It felt like maybe 10 days. It was like, Whoa, maybe we shouldn't yeah. go. I don't know. We're not going. Yeah. Like it yeah. was It was so fast it all happened. And I, I don't know. I think that they were too far in at the yeah, point, at the point when, to, when yeah. decisions started getting made. Like I think they were, it was too late. Like. Because you got to think they're on site setting up for CES weeks prior. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like it's yeah. this this long term thing. They were probably already there, had already invested the the budget they had in making this show. It's like, so if we pull out now, we get nothing out of this. At least if there's someone here, there's something coming from it, and yeah, and, and maybe mean, it, yeah. it helps them stay in that in that mode of being ready for next year. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, was, it was a shame. It well, really and was. you know, there was there was still some announcements that were made. I mean, there's there, we're going to oh, talk about a few of them. Yeah, there's great know? products that came was, from quote unquote the show, the show, but it wasn't necessarily the in person stuff that that drove that. Yeah, um, just a uh, you know, yeah. thanks COVID. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, just it, it is what it is, and hopefully, fingers crossed, man. Hopefully, next year we can uh, be out in Las Vegas in person, get to because you know, I mean, for for you all listening too, us being able to be there and get hands on, you know, from the show floor. Not, well, I mean, we don't ever really go to the show floor, but from these meetings that we have and being able to just like report back that sort of energy like it's just different like oh yeah obviously people sending us you know we put out the dragon fry <laughs> fry dragon the, fry you know dragon that, fries you know that dragon fry chromebook i like dragon fries they're spicy what are dragon fries i don't know but it sounds delicious <laughs> is it like <laughs> nacho like, fries no if it's like it's a, a dragon taco, it's a taco bell thing yeah there you go it's like dragon roll dragon fries i like Boom. it we should go to wasabi and tell them to make us yeah, some dragon fries. Some, we'll bring <laughs> our like, own we don't fries. Have fries can you dragon we, these yeah, what does that like, mean i I don't know. Just figure Just it out. Make it dragon. Yeah. Add some, wow. dra- add some dragon seasoning on this place. That's the thing, right? I can't, <laughs> I can't talk. I'm sorry. Dragon uh, fly Chromebook. Uh, we're going to talk I can't about hear that. it without thinking of uh, what's the the song? Come my baby. Come, come my baby. Be you're my, my sugar dragon fly. Sugar dragon fly. Or no, you're my you're my butterflies. The name in yeah. the song. So yeah, I keep saying dragonfly. You're my dragonfly, sugar baby. But yeah, like we. So you know, they sent us this device. We're super kind enough to get us this device. Robbie had one, and they ended up a, sending a yeah I had another a device. Super pre-production one. Apparently, uh, that's just the one they had. That was the one that was going to CES, uh, and HP decided not to go. They they got it over to us, and I had a. Uh, sit down with Alex uh, Thatcher at HP and we sat and talked um, and somewhere in the middle of the conversation about this device, he asked something about it and I held the Chromebook up to the camera and he was like, Oh man, that's a really old prototype. Like the color's different. Some of this stuff's different, but the main thing he could tell was that uh, they've moved the whole Chromebook thing from the top of the lid down to the base, like near the hinge. Uh, I like it. These I guys aren't, cool. aren't sure about it. Um, it's different. I, I like it. Excuse me. And, you know, he could tell from that for sure. And so he actually uh, was kind enough to send over his, the one that he's 
testing. He was actually taking the call on it. And so he uh, immediately packed it up and uh, FedEx guys came by the next morning and I swapped with them basically. Bada bing, bada uh, boom. It was pretty awesome. And so uh, it gave us some hands on with a, a closer to, to retail unit. I mean, this, this thing still won't be out till uh, it was, he said late spring. So yeah. I'm thinking like somewhere in the middle of Q2. So, you know, it, it has a lot of room to, to grow. I think uh, probably fit and finish will, will tighten up a little bit. Some of the hinge stuff will tighten up. Uh, the haptic trackpad, you know, for right now, it, the adjustments in Chrome OS aren't there. So the first one I had was adjusted to be really light. So you just pushed a little bit and you got a nice click. And then I got this one in and you really got to like yeah. thunder press it, you know, like smash on it to get it to, to respond. Um, and there's no way to turn it down. So it's like, it works. It's just, it's at that setting. It's just what it's at right now. Thunder Paws would, it'd be perfect for uh, Thunder Paws over here. Close. Smash it. How, how sturdy is the keyboard? <laughs> I need to know. Uh, and that's I'm, like, it's, it is well built. I just, like just saw well this though. I'm digging this fan port. Mm -hmm. so this is very, fun, fun very fact. forward. It's, it's exactly like the C1030. Really? Yep. C1030 has. You don't notice it as much because it's so light. But on yeah. the Stark device, it just it looks so it looks Star Trekky. What what it's are they cool. calling this color? This is like the go to Chromebook color. As of HP's late. got their own version. I don't know, like a dark navy blue. Basically, a, this is everyone's favorite colorway right now. Heck, there's two of them okay. sitting on our yeah. podcast table that have the blue three. color to them. Yeah. So oh yeah, Gabe's coming <laughs> too. Three. Because yeah. this is their. What do they call theirs? Um, I think uh, HP's calling it Midnight Blue. I think is yeah, what they're saying. Sounds about right. I like the <laughs> Lenovo Blue looks good too. Though. It's all just I, li I like them uh, Super in use. I like them in like looking at them in general use. Trying to film these things is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, because the camera doesn't know what to do. It's so it's dark. Such like, a weird color for the camera, and no, we struggle the same way with the Pixelbook Go. Yes, being that 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 matte finish black. Yeah, and it's like <clears throat> I set and wiped that thing down for like 10 minutes when we were filming and it's still those b-roll shots like you can still see the smudginess on it which you don't really see i mean if you if you hold it in the right light like right, you can right. see it in person but it's not as bad as it shows up on camera like i yeah. ended up taking there was a couple shots i got in here and i ended up not using them because it was so bad but but yeah so what else about this device let's just kind of give the rundown on it like so the haptic trackpad for those that don't know haptic trackpads similar to what have, have been used in Apple trackpads, the magic yes. trackpad. It's creating a, a vibration that makes it feel like a click, but there's no moving parts. It's tricking your brain. Yeah. Um, somebody, I think it was like an MIT professor figured out that this, this so could, cool. could happen and Apple used it, has been using it. Gosh, our 2016 our 16, Mac has, yeah. has it. So I want to say it's at least, it was 2015 or so. Uh, the so the magic trackpad two. Switch uh, to it, yeah, right? It went, it went to that, so it's just nice. There's just no moving moving parts in the trackpad. So instead of having a, a hinge and yeah. a diving board kind of mechanism, it's just a solid and piece of glass. And it's strange to turn turn it off and click it. And, and, push it's on like, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, this wait, doesn't move. Like wait? it's so oh. convincing. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you tell yourself it's not moving; it still feels like mm -hmm. it's doing that. Um, so yeah, uh, all that means for for this Chromebook and hopefully new ones coming out is that. We'll start getting haptic trackpads, and it's just one less thing to be wrong. Uh, Dell released their new XPS 13. Did y'all see this thing? Uh, like, it's so futuristic looking. Um, yeah, you just pull it up and just look at it. Like, the keys all touch, like, on the keyboard. Uh, so it's one, like, flat thing. And then the entire oh, yeah, bottom yeah, yeah, section. Yes, I remember you telling me about it, and I looked it up. Yeah, it's like the whole thing's yeah. just all glass. Yeah, so the bottom <laughs> section where the trackpad would be is 
part of it is the trackpad and part of it's not like i think they should at least put some lines give you a, a visual reference but it's a haptic trackpad down there and so you don't need any like you look at the mac at least that little yeah. etching around that is just yeah. it's just to give your brain just nice yeah you just need to know like it, it, that's where it it's goes a pixel book <laughs> It's beautiful. It is. Uh, but when I mean, are we going to get a Chromebook with that brand? Uh, I don't know. There's some Dell Chromebooks. H- HP's leading the charge, 12th, man. There's some 12th gen uh, Dells in the works. Because I, I was know. reading one article they were talking about they brought this back. Is Did they take a break on the Dragonfly for a couple of years maybe? Because somebody, I saw one article that said HP, you know, brings the Dragonfly back and this time it has a Chromebook. So I'm thinking maybe they oh. didn't make a Dragonfly last year. I thought I saw. But I, maybe they did. I came across uh-huh. one that was from last year. Of them doing the the Dragonfly clamshell uh, Windows device. Wow, this thing is. Yeah, isn't it wild? Looking, looking at that, so it's like a touch thing. It's capacitive dope. keys on the top, but it's not a touch bar. They wanted to say it's not no, a touch bar. No, I don't understand. Like, what's it's the point? It's probably like I'm, I don't know. I guess less moving keys for your function keys, where you, you don't reach up and touch those. So, like having non-moving anything, you can remove parts that move. I, I'm a fan Absolutely. Of. Um, you know if. I've always thought like if you could get the haptic track or the haptic stuff good enough, like you can in the, it would probably make the laptop cost twice as much. Cause you'd have to have a haptic motor on every key, or at least well, not not really, because the, these like, haptic trackpads they click where you where you're clicking basically, you know, like it'd be zones or something, you know, have like so it'd be like five or six. That would be sick. And so the whole the whole keyboard deck, you could have little etched out spaces so you feel the keys, but they wouldn't have to move because when you push them, you would feel the haptic click. And so you just have a solid keyboard, a solid trackpad area. It just it's all one solid piece. I think that would be amazing. That would be cool. Uh, but you know, there's clearly they're getting into this haptic stuff. It, my guess is it's probably very expensive. So you know, in order to do that for the whole keyboard, your whatever money you got in the trackpad area, you're going to have to quadruple that that cost on that device, and that would probably get into some money. Uh, it'd be a cool thing though for like tablets or Heck even yeah. for uh, some of these like we're going to talk about some cool stuff at CES like the the folding, folding stuff dude yeah. from uh, Asus like yes. imagine if that little thin keyboard was just a one thin sheet with haptics on it and you know you just you could feel where the keys are and when you press you feel the click and it's not actually moving it's just like a what little was sheet. the uh, Peabody that never got oh, made yeah. a device like that like the yoga that has a yeah. the flat touch keyboard yeah. It, Does that, it use that haptics? No, yeah, but it's just a vibration motor, a regular. Oh. It doesn't, not not like that. Um, I don't think anyone's made a keyboard yet with that. So that tells me there's probably some complications there. Oh, I would imagine. I would assume. I don't know. Yeah. Hard to tell. My guess is if, if the haptic motor is big enough, like since your hands, all your fingers rest on the keyboard, like it's a, try that on your trackpad real quick. Like put three or four fingers on there and just press down with one of them. You can't do oh, it. That's can hard. You? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Use, use both hands. Use both hands. Yeah. So no, I can do it right there. Does it feel like you're clicking on the other fingers? No. I mean, I can feel it, but no, it's mainly on the finger I'm clicking on. Okay. That's so weird. I don't know. Hard to tell then. I was like, maybe if you, all your fingers are on the keyboard, it would feel like it all, all of them are activating and uh, be like, Ugh. yeah, that would not be workable solution. Huh. So I take that back. It 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 kind of feels like. Both are clicking. I'm yeah, trying and to so if them. that's the case, then you'd have to have a haptic motor for every key on the keyboard. That's there's no way yeah, that's no, realistic. It's, it's it feels the same. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Feels yeah. Okay. Totally yeah. the same. So yeah, probably not uh, reasonable, <laughs> <laughs> but it would be awesome. <laughs> okay, more about the Dragonfly Chromebook. Anywho, now, now that um, we've figured out that that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like if for this Chromebook. 
literally if you just threw everything that anybody wants in a Chromebook. Like, pick a thing. Pick a thing that you've been like, oh, man, I'd love to see this Fingerprint sensor. Got it. Magnetically charging USI stylus. Yeah, got it. <laughs> Thunderbolt 4. Got it. 3 by 2 Tw- screen. Two of them. Got it. High res. Got it. Great uh, keyboard. Got it. <laughs> Convertible. <laughs> got it. Privacy great, shade. Great keyboard. Got it. Does this one have the privacy shade? Uh, it does, yeah. <laughs> it's just got the manual one up top. Yeah. They said the their client feedback told them that the little switch on the side, while people thought it was neat. Uh, oh, nice. no, no, no. I'm talking about the SureView. Oh, this, Sorry. One, this one does not. The first okay. one they sent did, and it yeah. didn't have the software to turn it off yet, so it was on <laughs> without being able to turn off. Nice. Um, <laughs> and it just all it does is really just turn the, the screen brightness way down off angle, yeah. but there's that, that flag coming that, is going to basically Snoop use your webcam detection, to yeah. tell someone snooping, and it'll do that same thing. So I'm just kind of like, eh. yeah, which is I maybe why, why HP didn't push it so hard on the C1030 because it technically was supposed yeah, to have it. Was it. Supposed to be one. There is a model with it; you can order it that way. But Google probably said, "Hey, we're doing this thing," so like, oh, okay, whatever. But what were you saying? Their feedback said that people prefer so the this. Switch, yeah, the switch on the side that everyone said they they're. Because it's just a software thing, so being yeah. able to close it here, you see the shade yeah. over it. Uh, they, like they said, everybody they asked about it that used the C1030 said they would rather have I a physical shutter. I do like shutter. the dual button on the Chrome base, though. The one that, yeah, that one's fun. Because it mutes the mic and the... Yeah, yeah so one stuff. slide is the camera, next slide over is the mic. This one does have a mic key in the function area, which is nice. Um, so you can... A global mic muting key... Um, yeah, I mean, just everything. <laughs> it's it's got it all. And then you super you pack fast in, processor. Yeah, you pack it in up to Core i seven twelfth uh, gen processors. You know, I probably can't talk about it. Have you benchmarked this thing? Uh, I did the first one. It was not great. No. So it's like, but I mean, this thing boots up and the the splash screen says Chromium. It's like it's not even a <laughs> legit Chrome OS build. Is, is that it's what Chromium. it was on when you got it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it. I I wouldn't put any. Stock it's not in even chromium numbers. stable. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my Chromebook. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is totally what, what, like. There's oh, not even any right. stuff we on the bottom. This is, do we? No, if I run uh, any of the cog stuff, it doesn't doesn't even know what processor is inside of itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's super early. This thing is early. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, am oh, I? <laughs> great speakers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And better so, better webcam. Because so, they're yeah, they're doing yeah. four right. So you have two up top and. To, to like facing here? you yeah. right underneath the keyboard deck, facing out. Hey, and it I don't sounds hear. amazing. Um, it really does sound very, very good. Uh, it's the first time B&O branding on an HP Chromebook actually means something. These things sound good. Uh, Alex said they'll probably sound a little better by the time it comes out. They're still tuning them. The camera is really good. I took a call with Google yesterday on it, and he even remarked, I was like, the camera looks really good. I'm like, that's eh, the new HP. He's like, oh, well, that's good to know. Um, it, it, you know, I lit it properly in there, yeah. but it looked really, really yeah. good in the call. Um, I'll tell you what, it, the well, one thing it needs, wireless charging. That's what it needs. <laughs> that would be cool. There were some that were supposed to they, yeah, do that. There was something. I, I like, oh, you know what it was, like though? Have it here or something? I was, I was misinformed. It was the wireless charging commits we found were about the pin. Oh, yeah. That, that the accessory sense. is just the pin. Maybe you can put your phone up against the side of it and see if it starts charging. No way. Do it. Right. Where funny. is it? Do it. Is it over here? Over here? Yeah. Might have to take it out of the case. <laughs> this would be this would be fantastic. 
we'll uh, make, this will this we'll will make absolutely a, we'll make, make my day. We'll make a little social media. But seriously, uh, I could take my my earbuds and just butt them up aside. Sit them next. <laughs> Since I don't have my moshis on, on my desk anymore, I, have, I need. Something um, to but yeah, they said the 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 camera. It's five megapixels, but it's been tuned uh, already for just exposure, basically. So you can be in a shot, and like if there's a window behind you, you can see out the window, for instance. Um, so some HDR stuff's going on there, but they're yeah. further tuning it for skin tones and stuff because they they said basically the issue they're seeing is that people that are using Chromebooks for video calls and are, are in calls all day long, that the thing that wears them out and tires them more than anything is the feeling of talking to someone that's not a human um, and bad webcams and poor audio make that experience. So by fixing the audio, making those conversations sound more rich and lifelike, and then making the cameras better, obviously they can't control the camera that the other person's using, but they can control what they're outputting to the world. Uh, it makes for a better experience all around. And so they're, they're really, really high well, on the, and the, 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 the conversation and the, um, mics on that thing did you mention the oh, mics? Yeah. so the like, mics are positioned like the chromebook i'm looking at right now this i'm um, looking at the acer cx5400 i can see the mics asus, in, or sorry. asus i'm sorry i can see the mic uh ports on the front of the screen in the bezel pointing at me which is great 90 percent of the time i'm going to be taking the call here hp even thought to put the mics on the very top of the lid um and i tested it i did a recording and, and walked around the chromebook and it didn't sound like i moved um that could be good or bad. Um, they said they're working with Google to utilize some of Google's noise cancellation stuff uh, that Google's already doing in Meet, and they're taking some of that stuff a step further to be able to do some on-device noise cancellation too. So they're using some of the, the hardware that's in the device to do that as well. So 360 is great, except it's also picking up more of the room. Um, and so you know, depending on your use case, hopefully uh, all that stuff will be mitigated through through software. Yeah, it needs, um, it needs to do like the the... You know, oh, it uh, does beamforming. The beamforming stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it so it does that. So it said it, it can detect that if you get closer or farther away, it can kind of auto-adjust yeah, as exactly. you're moving towards and back. So and like follow there's a, you a little bit. And there's a chance the camera will actually be able to follow you um, as you get up and move. Uh, it's HP on their Windows devices. calls it HP Sense. Um, is there enough resolution it, there to do that? Because it's going to have to crop in, right? Or is it physically yeah, like moving? No, it'll it'll have to crop in a little bit. Uh, if five megapixels is yeah. getting you, I think you can do four K at five megapixels. Um, is that right? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Let me calculate here. Calculate four K. How many? Five. Four K is what? Thirty one sixty. No. Uh, Thirty one sixty. What is it? Twenty. Thirty eight forty. times twenty one sixty equals oh it's eight eight megapixel eight. cameras okay. to do 4k so um i think you can do quad hd with with five megapixels because it's only a two megapixel to get yeah that would make sense two megapixels gets 1080p because it's a quarter of 4k yeah. um so right in between there it's going to sit you'll be yeah. able to do a so quad I mean, hd picture and then crop it into 1080p and, basically and, most and of then your, move in most of your streaming stuff or i'm sorry most of yeah. your video conferencing stuff is, is set at 720 anyway right. so and so that he did not say that they would have that for sure. He said they're working closely with Google to try to work on that. We've reported on finding commits where this is being worked on, but it may not be ready when they launch this Chromebook. Uh, cause he said they want to make sure it obviously works really well before they roll something yeah. like that out. Uh, so, so the, the, the elephant in the room, how much does this thing cost? You've said it's got everything. Nine ninety nine. Don't right. know what that configuration is though. Right. Is uh, that is my that bet? That's an I three, which that's I three, eight, one twenty eight. If I was guessing, yeah. um, I could be wrong. I'd love to be wrong. 
That'd be cool if it was an so, I mean, I-5. you think that, I mean, granted, this is not the... And it won't go below an I-3. This is not the X360, but the X360 is an I-3-8-128, and it's six ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, 300 bucks, I think. For eight ninety nine would be better if that's yeah. the retail on it, but... I'd like or to an see. I I'd like, yeah, I'd yeah. like to see an i five eight one twenty eight, and it could be like or Acer. Acer surprised bucks. us with that, you know. Asus, they, man, Asus is killing it on their prices yeah. with their stuff. It's crazy. Um, but usually, generally, well, at least it used to feel like they would give us a price and take the lowest possible spec, and that's what you're getting for the price. Like they're never going to announce the highest spec, but it's kind of what Acer did with yeah. their with the Chromebook that that they announced. You know, we we assumed. Uh, pretty fe- freely that it would be a, uh, you know, there, there's a 432 spec of their new Companion device. Yeah. We freely assumed that 599 was going to be for that. Right. And it's not. It's a 8128. Which is good. With a Companion. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. great. Really good. Uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's take a quick break for an ad and we'll come back and we'll talk about that device. Yeah. And some other I'm, stuff. I'm as, 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 as excited as I am about the HP and I am very excited. It's it's Yeah, go watch the video. Amazing. Um, we've we've got our hands on impressions video yeah, out on I'm, that one. So I'm super excited for this Acer. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's yeah. talk about that. Okay. We'll be right back, folks. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. This episode of the Chromecast is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. Does your school district have a Chromebook one-to-one program, or are you planning to go one-to-one this year? Do you manage thousands of Chromebooks or other IT assets like projectors or smartboards? If so, you'll want to listen to this. Visor is a Chromebook management solution that seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system, now including PowerSchool. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents, all in just one click. To find out more, just do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks. Or click the link down in our show notes. And if you schedule a no-obligation demo of Visor before the end of January 2022, you can lock in a 20% discount. So go check it out. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. So yeah, let's hop into a couple other announcements. One that was announced, and then one that was f- forgotten or yeah. <laughs> a surprise. It was just no, a bonus. No, no official response on that yet, huh? Uh, yeah, Esther said that she wasn't even aware of it. Yeah, our she, our our Esther Asus needs rep. to go in there, and, or Esther needs to go in there and <laughs> chop some heads. I'd, I'd be, yeah. She it's, said they were pretty frustrated. I would frustrated. be livid. I mean, yeah. it wasn't. It a, makes them look bad. Yeah, because we, yeah, no we, yeah. So we've seen plenty of occasions where companies have had product releases and somewhere buried down the bottom of the press re- press release, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we've got this this Chromebook, whatever, for education, or we've got this or that or whatever. That is not what happened here. So without going into too much detail, a lot of times we have uh, a pre event uh 
pressers, briefings, where, briefings yeah. where we have virtual briefings with companies, uh, and they they show us everything that's coming, and then there's embargoes and whatever. That's how that's how the news cycle works. We sat through this entire thing. How long ago was that? Two weeks that ago, mid December. Mid December. Very well produced. I mean, you know, ASUS does does really good production stuff, but. They went through all this stuff. They showed the new, uh, their folding laptop, which is yep. dope. That's but some gaming stuff. Gaming stuff. Uh, a few days later, get a couple different follow-up emails from my pre- my contact, and they are literally branding this the ASUS ROG CES event because most of the stuff was ROG. It wasn't all ROG, uh, which is Republic of Gamers, Gaming mm-hmm. Gamers. It's their gaming segment. Nothing about Chromebooks. Well, and, and prior to even the pre-briefing, uh, the contact that we've had for yeah, years Robbie's wor- said very clearly, like just to let you know, there's just not any Chrome OS stuff this year. Because I was trying to like get, you know, we we were assuming we were going still at this time, trying to get appointments together and all that stuff. And so she was just up front, like, hey, we don't have any Chromebooks, but you're more than welcome to come by. We'll schedule a time for you to come by and check right, out whatever. We like I was like to touch base with these. Yeah, you know, I was like in the in the folding, the big folding thing. You know, they had would would be cool, and I think we could have made some content from that maybe or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we, we get home it was the night before last I got home and we've been having, we, we, had, we were having some technical issues, uh, with, uh, just some technical issues on the website that we were dealing with and, uh, throughout the day. And I had sat down and was looking and this thing popped up in my newsfeed, not my newsfeed. It was in my Gmail alerts from some website I've never heard of. It was, I mean, everyone's covering CES, so you never know what you're going to see, but their asus chromebook i'm like what no way and uh, sometimes things get wonky and it's an old article or whatever but it wasn't there's this <laughs> brand new asus cx5 chromebook so i message robbie and then i'm looking up through my emails and i go back and check and then we find the video that they showed at the ces launch event and we're in my mind i'm looking at it and i'm like this is literally just a duplication of the pre-ces briefing that we watched but no they added a section for this new Chromebook. Yeah, they spliced in a one minute. And everyone else had already published it because the embargo lifted at like four o'clock that afternoon or maybe that, sooner. No, I think it happened at noon. Noon. Uh, yeah, because it was UTC. Hours. So yeah, it was it was uh it was noon that day. So we were eight hours, nine hours behind the news cycle by that time. So but whatever. Hey, yeah, which it was very frustrating. Very frustrating. And it's like, well, it's not CES unless this happens at least once. Yeah, because we've had like we've <laughs> every had time. every time. Yeah, we've had like the last time we were in person, we went to Lenovo's uh I, I don't want to say booth. They were in a hotel. We went to their suite, and they were very gracious. And w- the duet was there, and that was why we were there. But while we were there, like, hey, you guys want to check out this Flex Five that we have, which was the first Flex Five that they put out. And unbeknownst to us, two or three months later, that became one of the more pinnacle devices of twenty twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, <sighs> It, it wasn't like this was just a device that they happened to have brought along to CES. They had produced content for yep. this. Yeah, super so, weird. Yeah. So when we went back and checked, like nobody. I'll digress. Like our our <laughs> press person didn't know anything about it. I mean, nope. it was super, super weird uh, that that happened. Anywho. But CES fun. Yeah, but it's a, it's a great looking Chromebook. Uh, it really is. And, and it's, it's it's a unique Chromebook. Um, yeah, that was the other thing. It's like they could have put Worlds first. I mean, I know it's a silly thing to be first in, but there are no other 16. But there well, are people that's that, not true. There are other 16 by 10 Chromebooks. Uh, the uh, Duet is a 16 by 10. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, in my article, I put the first 16-inch. sixteen. So it yeah. is the first 16-inch 16 16 Chromebook mm-hmm. ever. It's not the biggest Chromebook. There are 17.3s. But if you've used a 17.3 device and you've used a 16-inch device that's 16 by 10, it's apples and oranges. Yeah. I mean, a 17.3, 20 by 10 a is like wielding a plank. Yeah, they're the, big. The 16-inch is still big, but that 16 by 10 aspect ratio. That's what that is, right? That's what the Mac. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it, so the Big Mac. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> Big MacBook Pro. Big the Big Mac. Mac. Yeah, I see what you did there. The Big Mac. So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, that's the new Mac that we've got is a 16-inch. So, yeah, not not going to be the the uh, quintessential device of 2022 because, uh, as I pointed out in my post, it, it, it doesn't have a fingerprint sensor. Um, it doesn't have Which some. Is so silly. Yeah, it doesn't have some of the chatter that the, the HP has but it's got most of it and it's an alder lake and it's going to come with a core i7 16 gigs of ram half a terabyte of store it's going to be a beast presumably the screen's going to be speakers quad speakers yeah as long as the screen's good that my hang up with them the cx5 uh both models of it that came out last year at ces both have 250 screens and so i'm like they got to fix that uh, hopefully, their keyboards and trackpads are and, always really good. And we have heard from from other uh, people in the industry in the manufacturing uh, lanes that we are being heard. Not just us here at Chrome Unbox, but the our, our readers and Chrome OS users are being heard. So I think we might finally start seeing a shift away from two fifties on premium devices. Hopefully, mid, I think mid tier. I think so too. If it's over, if it's over four hundred fifty five hundred bucks, it should be three hundred nits bare minimum yep. these types of devices should be four like the oh, hp yeah. you get a 400 or a thousand option right right yeah so yeah i think high-end devices should be it 400 should be the minimum what's this uh 400, 400. so there's multiple we, we've never had a thousand nits device here the one we? that they the, sent me before it was uh, it wasn't the it was eye searing i was out of town what Dang was it. that one wasn't there a galaxy samsung galaxy that had a close to uh the galaxy chromebook i think could get like seven eighty or seven something yeah Yeah. but it it attempted its best never to get that high because it would burn through the battery in 17 minutes little battery had already (laughs) sorry sammy brought that That one up on yourself (laughs) we'll put a tiny little battery in this screen that can just demolish speaking of speaking of ces 2020 remember how stoked we were for that device and we were like yeah this thing is gonna be like this is the new pixel book and it felt like it there's so much to love about it but it was so bad the battery was well it didn't help that it was all done in conjunction with project athena and part of project athena is great battery life It was like, like uh-uh. you got that sticker, bro, but <laughs> no, your resume so, is not. Well, and they went with a, like with a, a U Fanless. processor and didn't put a fan in it. Yeah, like, and then people were talking, which I never had the overheating issues, but people were talking about pretty being, toasty. Yeah, it got uncomfortably warm if it was in your lap. But that was the problem is that people were saying, hey, this thing's getting hot on my lap. That's not an overheating issue. An overheating issue is where a device gets too hot and it shuts down or it throttles the CPU. It didn't do right. that. It just got hot. Yeah. Which if you were cold and you had it in your lab, it was great. It was like, hey, Warm, yeah. And it burned little, right through yeah, the battery. It's a little, little Yeah, heater. you did not want the, the Galaxy, the original Galaxy in your lap with shorts just on. A personal, you did not. Just a personal yeah. heater. It was red. But anyway. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> That's why, they, that's why they colored it that way. Red, yes, low battery indicator, indicators are always red. Oh Heat gosh. is red. Yep. I mean, it's red. There you what, go. Do you, what do you want? What do you want from them? I'll tell you what I want from them. Make a, a good Chromebook. Like, again. Like, yeah. try the Galaxy thing again. Like, yeah. Just the, keep the going. The Galaxy Chromebook 2 was, I don't know what that was. That was, was a, a weird a swing, man. Yeah. Um, and, and now it's 
we're, so we're in they'll, 2022. They'll skip. Do we have any? I have no indication that no. they're. The only thing I've got on my radar from Samsung is a weird Jasper-like thing that might be a tablet. I don't even know what it is. So what's weird, though, is that they're usually on a two-year TikTok. Well, they're due a flagship. Yeah, but if they we may say the, be if we pushing say the two it. wasn't. Yeah, the they may be pushing it because of the two, but that was a weird swing. So they're not doing. Uh, man, I've got myself all. My, what's eleventh gen? Is Tiger Lake? They're not. They don't have a Tiger Lake device because nope. if they did, it would be out. If they put a Tiger Lake out device out right now, it better be the best built thing ever on the market because and, that would be stupid. Unless they're hiding stuff and like they used to. They don't, other than that Jasper Lake device, they don't have another Chromebook yep. in development so. right now. Like, not even started, not even begun. So, And the Jasper Lake, I don't you know said what that's that, that weird detachable, maybe possibly. It has the quirk in it. Yeah. You know, the Because the, the we've got the Go, which is, it's weird that they're putting everything under the Galaxy branding now. I mean, it's smart for them. People are going to buy it just because it's a Galaxy, but they, they are due a flagship, but they usually do their flagships as he is. They always yep. have. Yeah, or early um, in the year, like they did the the Pro and the Plus. Well, they announced them. They announced the CES. CES. Yep. Yeah, so that know. was all elite. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the deal is there. I know they they probably feel like they got burned pretty bad on the the Galaxy. Right, but Galaxy. we've also seen uh, with some of our our talks in the last week with uh, different contacts that things are just backwards right now. We're we're going to be seeing things releasing throughout the year that aren't being announced at events because some events yep. are being moved and some things are just like, we're not ready to announce now, but we don't want to wait until IFA. So we're going to announce it when it is right. And you know, that it just is what it is. We're still, we're still in the middle of a really weird, what are we going on? Two and a half years now, two years, uh, uh, quite, right under two. Yeah. yeah we're not yeah. quite to the two years yeah, in the U S March, March, 2020. Yep. So. Yep. 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 Um, but there Joe is. wasn't lying. He checked out. He's done. I'm yeah. just, I'm like, I'm <laughs> just boys talk. I like uh, it. But you know the on the other side of that, we have Acer who is releasing Chromebooks like yeah, wildfire. I mean, we can't even keep track of them. Yeah, I mean, you they get on their out. website like every other day, and it's like, oh, have you seen this? <laughs> no, nope. I didn't even know this was here. Here's all these new landing pages. They can't keep track of them. They have <laughs> yeah. devices that were announced three months ago that were. We're not, no one knows if they're even available. Yeah. I mean, they're on their website now. So <laughs> yeah. that's kind of so. cool. Um, and we haven't, we haven't messed with those yet either. I need to email them and remind them, Hey, that's not forget. I know we're in CES mode, but let's, can we get those devices? Cause they're on your website with buy now buttons on them. Um, yeah. so like the mm-hmm. 514 spin 514. So that's a, it's a, uh, tiger Lake device that looks really sweet. Um, and I'm trying to remember if there's any other notable, there was something other notable. I just wrote about it that was announced in October. Oh, it's an 828 device. Yeah, which there's two of those available on there. One's touch, one's not touch. And if Wait, if you click by now, does it go to anything, though? I think you buy them direct from Acer. Oh, okay. Because I tried the on the spin, and it just said no but no resellers available With right those now. devices, if that chip is a performer, a decent performer, it's three ninety nine for the non-touch version. That's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. And speaking of Companio... Um, the uh, the announcement from CES from Acer that we kind of referenced earlier is a Campanio 1380. Uh, so all we've known of is a Campanio 1200. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, but to, to their credit, MediaTek said uh, 1000 series, 500 series, or 800 series, 500 series. So they can be anything in those in those numbers. Uh, and so it goes from a 1200 uh, to you know this 
1380 that we've not heard of prior. And, you know, it turns out, uh, you know, they, they're launching this device. It looks, you know, so we see it, and I'm assuming immediately because it it's the Spin 513. So there's a couple things there. It's, that's the same model of device they released last year at CES that had the Snapdragon in it. That was the silver 16 by 9. Decent little device. The processor was just not great. The bottom half of the device was um, all plastic. plastic yeah. So it, but it had a backlit keyboard, a glass trackpad, 300 nit screen. You know, there were some. It was a, it was back and forth a little bit with it. Um, so I'm assuming 513, maybe aluminum lid, but plastic chassis. Um, it'll start with lower end specs, um, that kind of stuff. And so we get on our call with with Acer and start asking these questions. And it turns out at that 599, it's Wrong. eight, yeah, it's eight <laughs> gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage. It's EMMC. Uh, it's not NVMe. I don't know. That's okay. Yeah, it doesn't make that big of a deal, to be honest with you. Um, and the only, yeah, the only people I know that get excited about NVMe are like the hardcore hardware nerds like us that get excited about new hardware. I've never yeah. once seen someone say, "Man, my storage on my Chromebook's just not fast enough." Yeah, it's just not moving fast enough because EMMC has gotten pretty quick. Yeah, and uh, that and most people aren't doing tasks that require that kind of read write. I no. mean, it's just. Um, but they, they said, hey, look, for $599, you are getting 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. Uh, the entire chassis is aluminum. Oh, it's the sandblasted texture, too, so it shouldn't be fingerprinting. It's got a cool feel to it. Uh, the screen is the same high-res 3x2 screen you get on the 713. The keyboard's backlit. The trackpad's glass. You know, it's like, oh, so this is basically the 713 with yeah. what sounds like a cooler finish on it. Oh, and a finger, did you say fingerprint sensor? Does it have that on it too? I thought we said, didn't you, maybe not, I might be, uh, don't, don't, don't quote me no, on that. No, I don't think it has don't a fingerprint, which I really wish it did, but I don't think it does. But uh, still, well, do we have any Geekbench or anything on the 828? Uh, 828, yes, there's some Geekbench, and there's Geekbenches on Tomato. I'm assuming this device is Tomato. How's it compared to? Uh, tomato sits itself, um, multi-core it beats the Snapdragon 888. Um, single core it sits just below the 888 but quite a bit above the 865 do you so, know where it sits like in comparison to uh, uh, an Intel chip um, I'd have to check that but I don't I don't know about comparing those as much because uh, Intel yeah, chips running Geekbench it's like eh. yeah, I'm just trying to think of like price wise if this thing scoots around really well the 599 device can be really compelling well, for consumers. Well, let's be honest. How many often is it going to sell for 599 It's not. It'll it's going to be $150 like off. Yeah. yeah. The so day I mean, it launches. <laughs> yeah. And so expect most times it being around $500. Yeah. And you're talking about getting just the outer shell parts of the 713 for $500 bucks is always a, wow, this is, go get this thing. USB Type-C on both sides, by the way. Uh, USB Type-A, no full-size HDMI port. Um but convertible USI pin, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, and so, yeah, you get that kind of shell for 500 bucks. It's already pretty awesome. Now you're going to minimize that, that chassis a little bit because you don't need fans in this thing. So all those kind of garish fan point ports on the C thir- or on 713 are gone. Uh, so now you've just got a solid device. I'm like, I'm super excited about this thing. Is it going to be like, oh, this is just as good as the HP? Uh, probably not. But it's also going to probably going to be four. It starts at four hundred dollars less. It'll go on sale. It'll probably be literally half the price of the HP. So you're talking similarly, if not these two could be the same panel. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, they're the exact same resolution, same brightness. There's a good chance they're the same display panel. Uh, 
100% HP's keyboard will probably be better than this one. Uh, but to be fair, uh, they did tell us that they've put this in the hands of some people that have tried the the 514 from last year, the Spin 514 that had the AMD processors in it. They announced it at CES last year, which it had a better keyboard than most Acer Chromebooks. I don't know why. We've got one in there, but you can pull it out and feel like the, I don't know, just feels a little more solid. Like I just, I like the feel of it. Uh, and apparently it compares very nicely with that keyboard. Um, so if they've got that keyboard uh, on this device, yeah, too, there's just something another, about that AMD one that just feel, the entire bottom part of the chassis feels more like solid. a slate of metal. It, there's, yeah. yeah so, I mean, you're getting all aluminum, high res display. Um, they said the speakers, the original press release said upward firing, but they were sh- looking at it in our meeting. He was <laughs> like, like uh, no, 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 these are no, yeah, not no. <laughs> that at all. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I don't expect good speakers, but we've been surprised. Uh, we'll see. But ultimately it's about whether this, like I'm excited for this Chromebook. Yes. I'm more excited to see what this MediaTek <laughs> processor is going to be possible or uh, capable of. Uh, because again, you're getting that fanless design. It should be really good battery life. Um, from what we can tell so far, from what people have said, uh, it may not be as good as what you get in a Qualcomm device. But I think that's apples and oranges comparison. Um, so I can't remember. It might have been The Verge or somebody who wrote about this new Spin 513. And they compared it like they should, I think, for anyone that's not paying close attention to Chromebooks. The comparison should be made to the last 513 that was put out last CES. Like that's a fair comparison to make, even though I don't think they're anywhere close. They just share a name. Yeah, this is a better comparison is to the 713 really, but it's fair. Uh, and they were like, you know, the new 513 does this and this and this different. Like literally everything different from this one. <laughs> um, however, uh, it's going to have less battery life. Um, and to be fair, uh, I think MediaTek needs to be. Close, close to on par with the Snapdragons of the world. But at the same time, you're comparing what amounts to a budget phone processor in last year's spin. The, the original 7C is super budget. Um, you're comparing that processor to something that's close to what's in something like this Fold, Galaxy Fold 3, and that's in my pocket, the Snapdragon 888 or what's in the uh, Gabe's you know, OnePlus 9 Pro, and expecting the battery to be the same between the two, which is not fair. Um, you're talking about a ton more performance. Um, I'm not saying that these newer, higher-powered pro- chips aren't good with battery. I, it'd be cool to see it still be at 10 to 12 hours. You're just not going to get that like crazy 14, 15-hour battery like the Lenovo Duet 5 that we did. Like That just gets insane battery life. You're probably not going to say... I don't, I don't want to say you're not going to. Yeah, it could be surprised. You never know. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, on those press releases, they're just going to put out whatever numbers they, they think. And I think they said up to 12 hours or 10 hours or something. So they're not going to throw it out there that you're going to get 14. And maybe they wanted it to be lighter with the metal chassis and put a smaller battery in. I, yeah. It, I mean, it's tough to tell as long as the battery's good. I mean, people, yeah, and that's the thing. People want good battery life, but who really is going out? I mean, if you're buying a device because it has 15-plus hours of battery life, you're probably going to pay for that to get that kind of battery yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, got it's got to slow down. 10 to 12. <laughs> and you got to remember, when they say 10 hours of battery life, that's not, I'm sitting here with the screen all the way up and I've got 50 tabs open. That's average use on what, like 70? I think they test them on like... It's like 80 nits or zero. something. Yeah, it's, it's really low. low. It's like 40 or 30% or it's something. It's like barely so. visible screen. Yeah. And so, so you know, those, those numbers yeah. are, I don't know. And temper your expectations. Yeah. <laughs> it's once we once we get it in, the Acer is sending us one, uh, so we'll have we'll have some hands on with it. And they said it's it's pretty decently close to final build. 
close enough for us that we aren't we won't be able to run benchmarks yeah and stuff like that but you know generally we'll be able to tell like this thing feels fast or this thing feels slow uh, this is crushing it by the way just say what is this what am i what am i even amd oh, rising okay. you ain't plugged in so no i came off the juice to start the podcast and i've been sitting here tinkering but i don't have i have seven tabs open i'm now at 86 percent with four hours left Ooh. and i'm at 70 percent brightness yikes gosh amd chips and no i'm yeah. not in canaries so no. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you gotta be in something. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> stable baby. No, you're stable. not running stable. Canaries over there. Over there. Yeah, I'm so. waiting. Canaries this close to 100. I can't wait <laughs> to see if it breaks, <laughs> breaks everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then you look over and Gabe's screen is just completely glitching. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's fine. Everything over here is fine. And he just Don't sets and continues it. to work on it. Like it's, it's not even doing it. He's so used normal. to it. it reminds, you can see through the glitch. It's like it's my like, eye appointment yesterday. <laughs> I was got all the, all the eye exam done and whatever, and he finally got things set to where they were right. And he said... Okay, now how does that look? I was like, that that's really clear. And he said, that's 2020. He said, now close your eyes. And he moved the thing out of the way. And he's like, now open them, try to read. And I, to be honest, the, the thing on the wall <laughs> was from here to nothing. there. So probably about 20 feet. It looked like three globs. It's because you've been looking at these glitching screens. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's canary. He said, he said, we blame everything on and canary. The, do- the doctor canary. said... Yeah, the first couple of days you wear these, you're going to think I was crazy for giving you this, pre- this prescription, he said. But after that, you're going to take your glasses off and you're going to think, how in the world did I survive? I mean, yeah. my eyes aren't that bad, but I have an astigmatism and my mid-range distance is just, it's, it's like, rough. It's like me just normally. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> take That's, my contacts out and I'm like, I can't see anything. But the funny thing is my wife, yeah, my wife has really bad pretty bad vision i can't remember if she's near far near sighted or far sighted but she's been wanting to do the lasix thing but i am getting bifocals and she thinks it's the funniest thing in the world grandpa thunderpaws yeah she texted me and she said oh because everybody at her work calls me salt and pepper because uh-huh. of my hair and she said oh is my salt and pepper getting bifocals <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Took me about five minutes. And I was like, "Oh, you're talking about me? Okay, all right." Get my jaw no, tall. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. It's just so old. <laughs> it's just so old. Man, then we had lunch with a friend yesterday, uh, Kenny, that we used to work for. And I'm like, yeah, you got bifocals, don't you? And he's like, no. <laughs> I think Kenny would I'm avoid like, wearing, even if the doctor's like, you got to wear bifocals. He'd just be he like, no, no. He wouldn't do it. I'll I suffer. guarantee well, I mean, I could have never said anything. I, I went ahead and got the, paid the extra to get the lineless. But, yeah. So. No, oh, you can't come in here with a line in your glasses. No, oh, my gosh. Not yet. Not when yet. you see me at my Old desk going wire like frame. This, <laughs> you see me going like this. So I can. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, yeah. So these two other devices. We said the price on the Acer. Did we say the price for the Asus? Do we know the don't price? Think, on we that? don't have. Don't no, know. We, have, we have no details. No pricing. And no you release. You all were saying the name of it's kind of funny. So what's the official name on this one? The Asus? Asus Chromebook Flip CX5 601 5601. <laughs> Which, here's the dumb thing. They had, last year, the CX-55. They released the CX-5 first, and then they put out the device that's sitting in front of me now, which is the CX-5, but it's the CX-5400. So the, yeah, so then they started calling the 
first one by its real name, which is the 5500. So, five, 15 inch, huh? Yeah. yeah okay. Four, 14 inch, eh? So, what? What are we no, going to do? We on here? CX5600. Yeah. That's the 16 inch. Yeah. Let's put a one on it. <laughs> why not? Why not do that? Let's well, do a one. My thought was, why not do CX5, CX4, CX, but they can't do that because they have the CX1s, which are all EDU. By the way, of all turds. the companies. <laughs> Acer has got their naming scheme figured out the best. Like, yeah, as, as funny it. as it is, is yeah, they finally it's, it's perfect. It's, it's like BMWs. Yeah, it's great. You have the three hundred, the five hundred, the seven hundred line, and you, yeah, because we thought Acer had nailed it, but then this new one, it's like that doesn't make any sense. Well, I think what they were saying basically, is it doesn't it. have Intel in it. So, like it's, in in still in this in this category yeah having an intel i7 puts you in that kind of upper yeah. echelon so yeah. this it comes down to a 500 but 13 indicating it's a 13.5 13 inch screen it's the five granted the outer pieces match more up with the what the seven is but i've always thought the 713 could almost be a 500 model like it is right. not yeah, yeah. as pristine as some of their other stuff yeah. um so i mean it's it depends on what what way you're looking at it yeah uh, basically true. but I like the fact that you know that if you see the Acer 315 or the Spin 315, you know it's an affordable device. Like yep. you just know that. And the the five the 513 will be medium affordable. Right. You know, it's a $600 for its top spec. I mean, that's that's going to be reasonably affordable. Yeah. So they should probably get with Google and just define the three categories because Google has done you know standard, plus, and premium. Right. And they should just slap those stickers on the box. Yeah, like this is yeah. a plus and Chromebook, which means you're going to get a lot of the good stuff, but yeah, not all of it. I think that's that's where they. I think that's where they align themselves. It's yeah. got a five in front of it. That's what it is. And even if you look on uh, Google stuff, the seven thirteen shows up as a premium yeah. device, even though it's on sale most times, not in that category. Um, you know, to me, I think like you get premium, you've got to have all of it. Right. Like fingerprint scanner has to be on board. USI stylus support has to be on board. Backlight, keyboard, you know, yeah. glass trackpad. Right. And maybe this time next year, that list starts to include a haptic trackpad. Sure. Like, you have to have a Whoa. haptic trackpad. If you're going to be a premium Chromebook, yeah. a haptic trackpad's a must. Yeah. Because sure. HP made it pretty clear that, you know, they've worked close with Google, um, and everybody does to a point with a Chromebook. Like, you, you don't develop Chromebooks without Google. Uh, but they've worked very closely with Google, and this this Dragonfly Chromebook is kind of that heir apparent to the, the whole Pixelbook type thing. They yeah. want it to be... You know that Halo device, yeah. um, and and he even he, in in our discussion, he was talking about that exact thing, talking about specifically like, I've I've read your all stuff about the Pixel books, and we agree that those devices only come out when they need to push the market in a, a particular direction, and we kind of feel like we we're working with Google to make this Dragonfly Chromebook be one of those types of devices. Like we want to propel things into a certain direction, and you know haptic trackpads better speakers better you know quality in the camera fast you know all that kind of stuff they want to say hey if, if you're going to make a nice chromebook here the here's the bar this is the new bar um, and it's what people expect in you know uh, corporate scenarios and they get issued a really a nice chromebook if you know you're making six-figure salary and somebody hands you a device 
a cheap flimsy Chromebook isn't really what you expect to get. Yeah. Um, and so this is something you hand an executive level person and mm-hmm. they're not going to yep. bat an eye at it. I mean, it looks, right. it's gorgeous. It's, it's a beautiful device. And so they and Google both, I just, think just look don't at this eat as a any, halo. Just don't eat any wings around. No, no it. greasy just, foods. Just no greasy Wash food. Wash your hands constantly. Wash your hands. And I'll be honest, <laughs> Every that, time that's, you touch it. that's my one disappointment with the CX-9. I love it. It's the one I keep in my, that in Canary and I work but from. Oh, it's so fingerprinty. Gosh. And you can't, you can't wipe them off. You look you at it. You cannot. The I remember Joe trying to get shots of it one day and like could not get this thing clean. Yeah. It's yeah. what I said when, at the beginning. I, I scrubbed this thing down. Couldn't couldn't get Just a couple won't. of the smudges out, and it's that's the unfortunate part about the dark color mixed with the kind of matte finish. Right, it went, if, if it was super shiny and glossy, it would all wipe off. It would look chintzy, yeah. but right. you know it, the fact that it has that nice soft touch, it feels great under the palm. But and man, it's like <laughs> picks ugh. up everything, and it gets yeah. down in it. Like it's hard to get it out. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so there's some Chromebook stuff. Honestly, as we were kind of talking about at the beginning here. Um, haven't been super plugged in on other CES announcements, to be just perfectly honest. No, there's only been a couple things that I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool. The, the Asus Fold stuff. Yeah, so they've got a 17.3-inch 4x3 folding yeah. laptop thing. So a 4x3 screen, if you think about it, it's very square, especially to get that large. Yeah, it's a very square. Very square. Uh, so it's going to be the equivalent. Like It stands up by itself if you just want to have a keyboard hooked to it, you know, and it's a huge screen. A 17.3 inch 4x3 screen is going to feel probably more like a 24 inch monitor yeah. um, with the sides cut yeah, off. Yeah, they show like in the demo big. videos, it, they had it unfolded using it as a full size display right. and you're like, that that's a desktop that's huge. setup. Yeah. Absolutely. And so the benefit is you can fold it in half and throw it in your bag. Right. right. You know, um, but all the internals are obviously in there. So when you fold it up to a clamshell, it's got the keyboard you plop on, similar to what Lenovo did in mm-hmm. 2020, mm-hmm. Uh, just not nearly as thick uh, as a device. And, you know, you plop the keyboard on there, I think, and then you get a 12.3, three by two. So imagine a pixel book or pixel slate. You get that exact screen ratio and size in half of that screen with the keyboard magnetically attached to the bottom right. half. Or you can slide it forward and you can work from two screens right. that way. Top on and top. And then I think, uh, and I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's an option they showed the main use just using the screen as a keyboard. Yeah, I like think, yeah, the, they were touting the the hardware keyboard is kind of like an optional thing. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's it's versatile. It's and then really they cool. showed the guy holding it like this, and it was like he was reading a book. It was yeah, crazy, like reading the newspaper, basically. Yeah. And they're saying this thing's going to ship. Like this is soon. Yeah. This yeah. is like yeah. happening. This I, isn't I some like Lenovo's, proto thing. Lenovo's came out, but I don't. And I remember Mr. Mobile did the yeah. video. Yeah, it yeah. Too, it just, uh, I think it was too early and it was super thick. And it, it was, was like, yeah. I remember it, it was, was a chunker. Pricey too. It was yeah. chunky. Which I don't, I don't did they say price on these? I don't I didn't pay attention. I'm not yeah. sure on the ASUS, but much. It'll be a it'll be a neat thing. And that was one of the things we wanted to go like just mess yeah, with and see. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, I just want to see this. Uh, and similarly, the just, the color changing BMW. Yeah, like, there's always there's always awesome. some fun car stuff. And the last show we were at was uh when we saw the Mustang. The Mustang Mach-E. Yep. Um, and there's always all kinds of crazy cars. But yes, BMW has a basically e-ink exterior on this vehicle <laughs> that allows it to change Cause color. Because, you know, why not? I have no idea. Like, I haven't read into what the application is exactly. We need to, like, read up on some of the stuff so we can put it in our best of. Batman. <laughs> so, that's that's all. One, one option need. and one option only. I Batman. Batman. <laughs> 
<laughs> so sometimes I need my car to go from light gray to all blacked out. It's like, dang, I've got a scuff. Real quick. Oh, boy, what happened over yeah, here? It's, it's got to be, be matte okay, black, though. Can you imagine a rock like comes and hits your car, and that's then it just shatters your screen? <laughs> that's what I was literally Whole about ready to jacked. say. Dang I was it. ready to say, like, what if you're driving down the road to rock chips your paint? And you're like, dang, I, I got to go fight crime. I can't be my Batman car now. Like, can you, I wonder if it'll, like, if it'll do, like, animation type stuff. Can you imagine driving down the road, and you're, like, doing your this, like, like, it's, like, animating? <laughs> it's like, wow. I feel like that's going to be dangerous to some extent. <laughs> Yeah. Only to those around you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we need to read about it and find out. I need to, like, I need to see like, Surely to goodness, they made a case. Like, yeah, they made a case for like, here's why this is important. Right. Because uh, it could be, so here's here's realistic things. Today, we had all kinds of snow yesterday. Um, but when the sun comes out, if you could flip your car to black, yeah. you know, when the sun hits it, it's going to melt all that crap off quicker. Same thing in the summer. Flip your car over to white when it's super hot outside. Yeah. Your, your car, like my car, doesn't get as hot inside as my wife's, who's she's got a black car. Exactly. Yeah. And I've got yeah. a white vehicle. And so, yeah, little stuff I could see that maybe. So, is it just color changing, or can you like, could you like do images and stuff? If on you your could vehicle? do like graphics on it, that would be. I that, could see, I could that see that totally 100%. see the use case there. You're like, hey, yeah. I'm going to buy a fleet of these vehicles for my business. Just and have the advertising stuff on the yeah, side. Yeah, just have it to where you can't fiddle with it while you're driving. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. I need so, to change my screensaver. Um, Hold on. Samsung put out their FE edition on their new phone. Everybody's kind of bagging I, on I, it. Yeah, it yep. doesn't seem like it's because they're saying it's just too expensive. I haven't seen yeah. anything great. About uh, it, basically, no. it's. The, the FE was really great last year because it was way cheaper than the, the S21 and it, apparently the price cap because it's like 800 bucks I think mm-hmm. it's like so it's like 100 bucks cheaper than the Galaxy S21 like, it's like oh, don't really understand the point yeah like it needs to be down in the $600 range $500 yeah uh, and, and like yeah what, so why, you why know, Google, you Google has proven you know the, the mid-range phone yeah, category need have, there needs to be a break <laughs> yeah uh, between the two break, for sure uh, OnePlus it, was that technically a CES announcement, or was that no. just them just doing an announcement during CES? <laughs> they, they, they did. Do they even do CES? No. Oh uh, yeah, they pulled out. Uh, they were there last time we were there. Yeah. They had the mm-hmm. McLaren. Yep. Yeah. They had the right. weird yep. screen thing on the back. Um, Stupid. Uh, but yeah, they've been you know bought out fully by Oppo now or Oppo or however you pronounce that. And so they announced the OnePlus Oppo. Oppo. Sure. Yeah. They they announced the OnePlus Ten and. Uh, announced it only for China for right now, so it's not even it's not even been announced in the U.S. at all. So uh, I don't know if that'll be the trend moving forward. I mean, there's plenty of companies that make crap tons of money and crap tons of phones and only sell in uh, China and yep. surrounding markets. Yeah. So India OnePlus could turn into that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah the OnePlus was really pushing into India mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Yeah. So big. Uh, you know, they're not owned by a, a company that really wants to fight with Apple and Samsung. Yeah, they don't bring point, the tin so. here. Uh, uh, I'm just happy that I, I can I can easily walk to the Pixel and I won't yeah. feel bad yeah. at all. I, yeah. I would like to see the tin and get it and get my hands on it, but I'm not excited about it at all. Yeah, I would I would assume they would release it, but I mean, again, they got bought maybe out not. and they're a different company now. So yeah, maybe I mean, not. Uh, it's kind of a bummer because it feels like the Android. <clears throat> It felt like this was always going to happen, but it feels like, you know, the Android market is just dwindling down, especially in the States. You know, like it's it's hard for anybody to fight against iPhone here. Um, kudos to Google for, for trying. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. they're not. They're not, not really. They're not really fighting them, uh, but they're giving Android users a solid experience. I think what the direction they're going now is, is going to be good, but they're yeah. unless Apple does something really dumb or... 
I don't know. They'd have yeah. to really screw up at this point to get yeah, like, yeah. to try to allow some of that uh, uh, mind share in the. And US. you never know. Like obviously, tough. like super long term, something might happen. But in the short to short medium. short to medium term, like yeah, Apple's got a. <laughs> it's like a vice grip. Man, yeah, got on a the real US vice grip. Yeah, real real vice grip. Almost to the point where it's like there's there is part of me, you know, like. I don't want to be burnt at the stake for saying this, but there's part of me that always in the back of my mind sits there and thinks like at some point, am I going to have to figure out how to make my iPhone work with a Chromebook better? Like, is that how, is that what I'm going to have to do? Like, is it, is it going to come to that where there's just no options? Cause like, I hope Google keeps making phones and just keeps deciding no matter what, we're going to keep doing this. But there's all these, always these rumors that Samsung's going to drop Android and go with their own thing. You know, and so it's like you remove Samsung from the Android market in the U.S. Yeah, it's it's done. Yeah, like Android's done yeah. without Samsung here, uh, like it or lump it. And, and a lot of people don't like Samsung either. And so it's like, okay, OnePlus might dwindle up and and, and die off over here. And so it's like, well, who, what else is there other than Google? Big like, big names. I mean, there's a huge market for cheap uh, Android yeah. smartphones, but that's all. I mean. It's it's the ones you go in and get free when you sign up for. But the problem is nobody else has figured out like the the thing that Samsung has with realizing, hey, we've got to do flagship so that we can sell more mid range phones. Yep. Like we we create this icon that people want to buy. And they go it's, into the store and they're like, yeah. I saw the commercial for that, and they're like, How much is that? And they're like, that's Oh no, too much money. I'm not going to do that. Probably what about this fine. A twenty whatever fifty one over here? <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean that's, that was my. We talked about that last week. The the whole. Pixel mm-hmm. Six Five A, the the Galaxy A Twenty One was the top selling smartphone mm-hmm. yeah. for them in twenty twenty or whatever, and yeah. and uh, it'd be it's, awesome. I don't I don't ever see Google being a oh we make seventeen different phones, but it would be awesome if they were that. If they were, hey, here's two flagships, here's a fold, here's a flip, and here are two or three budget phones. Yeah, yeah. that'd be I great. Mean, I think you know the folding thing could could happen. Um, you know, everybody thought it was dead. Prosser has said that his his sources don't say that at all. So who knows uh, if that's still happening? But <clears throat> I think Google's going to have to keep fighting. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And and for a few years, uh, I think that they could, if Samsung makes the stupid decision to leave Android behind, um, I think that would be detrimental to their phone industry uh, or due to their phone uh, market share, obviously. Because I just. I know Samsung's popular, but I think the minute people get a Samsung phone and realize they don't have the Play Store on there anymore, like Dunzo, like you can try that all you want, like it, it's not going to happen because at the end of the day, what's what drives phone sales more than anything are the app stores. Your stuff. Yeah, it's the it's the digital experience you, just need you get my from stuff. it. Yeah. So I mean, obviously Google's well in control of that. Fuchsia, so. man. Fuchsia is the future. <laughs> And that won't matter either. Nope. Like it won't. It's still it'll Google matter. man. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of two. I mean, things. all of you that have Nest Hubs, have you noticed any difference that your Nest Hub now uses Fusion? No, it doesn't it's, matter. It's the same because it's all about software. Yeah, uh, it does not matter. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's don't want to get too too down in the state yeah, of smartphones in the U.S. Unfortunately, it's just the but, way it is right now. But that's uh, that's where we're at. Yep. Um. So other CES stuff. There's always all kinds of TVs, and there's like the newest, greatest OLED, best whatever. OLED ever. <laughs> it reminds me of like mascara. Yeah. Like, Did learn how what? is how are how is mascara every time? 
10 times longer lashes. Right. <laughs> Why aren't women's lashes eight feet long now? Yeah, you just wrap them around your head. They keep yeah. saying 10 times more. Yeah. Well, you said 10 times more <laughs> last time. Even if we started with a micrometer, we are 100% at like yeah, multi-centimeters. Right. Yeah. Like multi-centimeters now. I understand. Like There is still room for TVs to improve. They can get thinner. They can... There's some ways they can get better the blacks but can at get what blacker. point do our eyeballs yeah. not, not with oled <laughs> oled black it's, is black it's black pure yeah. black well, so we did we had the uh hisense uh thing on while we were hitting golf balls the other day just because hisense did actually make a chromebook years ago so i was like oh, i'll turn it on and play but they they spent the entire show <laughs> talking about their televisions tvs surprising to me and robbie had said this too i've always thought of hisense as kind of like a buddy brand I thought they were a Walmart, Walmart. brand, honestly. Only place I ever saw them was Walmart. Yeah, so they were saying the the overall industry growth for 65-inch and larger televisions last year was 7%. They were like 43 or something. It was crazy. crazy, But they're like the out of the top five TV brands in the world, they are the fastest growing in the ULED market and it just... They're getting in there. Yeah. They really are. So now, I think that's the direction TVs have to start. Or they they already are, but like continue moving. Like you need the innovation stuff to happen. You need something something better that's more expensive, so that the stuff that's out there that's the top end can start moving towards the middle. Right. The it's the Blu-ray effect, is what. Yeah. It, yeah. So we exactly we, what we need that to keep happening. I just sure. don't know. Yeah. What happened to Blu-rays? It's, it's, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what. Whatever this new. Uh, mm, I don't even know the name of it. I thought it was micro LED and OLED together. Yeah, it's like QH is what they're calling it. QH OLED or something. I don't even know. Just inventing a new language Yeah, they're just coming up with different types of OLED. But it is micro. I know it's micro and... I'm pretty sure it's micro LED and OLED, but it just makes the OLED brighter. So I have not read this. I'm just assuming this based on what I know of the technologies. OLED is, you know, organic light emitting diode. So it's... Each each diode can turn on and off. That's why you get the inky black. So every black, pixel, it's pure black. Yeah, yeah, you can you can illuminate or non-illuminate a pixel at will. Um, but they can only get so bright because you can't illuminate those pixels past whatever that breaking point is for that diode. And so if you Put, now take QLED, um, so they take uh, LEDs, these these tiny little like baby LEDs, right? <laughs> right. And so you're taking an LCD screen, but you're illuminating it with very tiny little baby lights. It's what they're doing on the latest iPad. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's what they do in yeah. this screen on, is, the, yeah. on the Mac. Uh, it's micro LEDs. So you're getting a tiny, the LED isn't as small as the pixel. I want to say the LED, I, I'm not even sure. It's multiple pixels, but they're so tiny it's almost like it's it's like zone, like you're lighting the zones mm-hmm. smartly based on hey, that's supposed to be black. Don't light that area. Yeah. What happens in a in an LCD screen is if you have, I remember I had a TV I bought, I don't know, six years, seven years ago, and it had like twelve zones, and they were like it's LCD, but it's got twelve backlighting zones. Yeah. So if something's bright up in the top left, it won't illuminate the bottom right. But right. it's twelve zones over fifty five inches. That's that's pretty blunt. <laughs> You know, it's like there'd be one little thing bright over here, and that whole section. It looked of TV. more like there was a bulb out. Is yeah. what it looked like. It looked it, like bright. It's, a, it's like bright. I get what you're trying to do, but that's no good. Yeah. Micro LED is the is the refinement of that yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that had 12 zones. That that Mac over there has yeah thousands. I think bunches. But <laughs> you have you have millions of pixels. So you gotta you gotta remember each each light is for a handful of pixels probably very tiny to your eye but still it's not quite as refined as the blackness you get on 
uh, an OLED. So now you take OLED and you mix it with super baby micro LEDs, yeah. and now the OLED can get as bright as the OLED can, and when it needs that extra push of brightness, those micro LEDs can backlight through them, and then they can adjust their color to make yeah. sure it's balanced, blah, blah, blah. And so now you get the benefit of the darkness of OLED with the zoned dimming of and, and brightness of what you get with a QLED screen. And so it's like a hybrid, a best yeah. of all. Th- I mean, it's, there's a lot of tech that goes behind displays. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. mind-boggling when you think about what is happening to make that image go on, on a screen. Uh, yeah. But also with TVs, it's so weird. I'm looking at this Vizio that was Gabe's before he bought multiple other TVs, and I'm like, that, that looks yeah, fine. Looks up fine. on the wall. Yeah, now, if fine. I stuck it next to one of these yeah, cutting edge yeah. yeah. I'm like, that looks like absolute that, hot garbage. Yeah, I mean, next to my my one at home, which is the same size and is 4K, that one doesn't look horrible, but it doesn't look good. Yeah. But mine at home next to a Samsung's best 55 inch looks like trash. Yeah. Whatever and, happened to all the rolling TVs? Oh, I'm sure they're still out there. They're they're just, <laughs> they still haven't figured out how to actually make that affordable. They're still working on remember, rolling screens and think, phones too. So was, like you'll like roll the scroll. What was the trifold one? Was that Samsung? Yeah, Samsung's yeah. showing yeah. a trifold. Yeah. I think the rolling screen on a smartphone makes a ton of sense. It could if be they can if they can get the mechanism small enough, you imagine instead of having to unfold this phone, if you were to just pull on both sides and the screen yeah, was it's wrapped like a around. Scroll. <laughs> yeah. A little digital the scroll. Samsung scroll. There you go. <laughs> I love that. Patent that. And put all the, the Galaxy all, scroll yeah. and all the uh, all the marketing's all like old Hebrew yeah, yeah, looking old stuff. stuff. And yeah, I love it. <laughs> parchment. <laughs> That's what it's going to be called. The parchment. The, parchment. the Galaxy wow. parchment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. There I was going to say go. papyrus, but that's already um, yeah. What else? Oh, so Samsung put out their Odyssey Arc uh, curved it's television a monitor. Television. I think. <laughs> it's a 50-something-inch monitor that's a TV. Robbie's already ordered one. That has super high refresh rate, and it's, like, made to be... You can, like, have all your, you know, multiple displays just on, on that one thing? screen. I Oh I'm my sure God. it's bonkers. <laughs> did you all see, uh, there was a guy that went around the show and on Twitter. All he did was take photos of things that said the word metaverse at oh CES. Oh, my God. Well, it's like the- So good. It, well, it was- <laughs> So I, funny. I have to, have to find the video of, I was actually at NAB, uh, National Association of Broadcasters, or was this CES? I went to both shows one year, and I can't remember. Whenever I was going around asking everybody if this was 8K- was that with you all, or was yeah, that, that with Nick? That must have been NAB. So because we would have it was the you. it was the no. year that everything was eight k eight k everything, and they would have these massive signs, and we got this video, this little short video of me going up to these people, and it would say eight k just like on a billboard behind me, and I'd be like, "So this TV is this um is this eight <laughs> k?" Oh, that was like so Samsung like, uh, had yeah, that when they uh, had the, 100%. remember the modular? They had the panels on the outside of the booth. There's so many of those. Yeah, the but wall? Just, but the, yeah, the wall. That's what People's it was. People's reaction. Like. Yeah, but I'm sure Metaverse was everywhere. Let's see if I can find this guy. Oh, Because his, his uh, this post, he, and he did like a thread, basically. He just kept yeah. replying, and he kept putting them in there. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's going to be the new that's yeah. Hey, just seeing how people don't even like companies that are putting out stuff for the metaverse don't even understand no. what this is, and then the ridiculousness of 
the fact that Facebook is, or Meta <laughs> is trying to create this thing based on a science fiction topic. Like, yep. yeah, it's, right, oh, right. they're already creating the fir- uh, the kids metaverse for kids so that they can have a digital life to learn digital responsibility and learn how to socialize. I'm like, we already have that. It's called Earth. Yeah, I'm it's just called like, the real life, man. We, this this is it. so stupid. Um, it, I, give, I, give it, give it six months. Robbie's going to be playing golf and VR. And don't get me wrong. I played some <laughs> VR uh, for the first time in a little while. I finally got like my grubby kids have it just made our our VR all just nasty because they play it all the time, and so that the sweaty and gross. Yeah, and just like I'm not putting that on my face, man. <laughs> I might go buy another one for me and my wife. Um, but I got the we for Christmas we got them the Oculus case, and then the I'm sorry, it's not Oculus anymore. The Quest case. Um, and then they've got like the better headband that's kind of got the, the rest thing for the back ear, mm-hmm. like the crown part of your head, which, by the way, it's it 50 bucks. If you own a yeah. Quest, go buy it immediately. It's yeah. so much better. It takes all the pressure off the top of your right. head. It's, it's so comfortable. Um, and then I found a company that makes the replacement pieces, like the, the eyepiece that contacts your face, pops off. And there were people having allergic reactions to the one. Uh, it was like a foam, almost like our foam covers on our mics yeah, here. Yeah, and it was just... And it was messing with people's face. So they put out this this other cover, and I thought it was a replacement. It was not. It's like a silicon cover that, that lightly goes over it, and it never stayed in place. It's terrible. It's just probably the least they could do to avoid a lawsuit or whatever. And so I found a company that makes a whole replacement, the whole thing that clips in, and it has like Velcro, the really good like plastic, hard plastic Velcro, it comes with two detachable, like squishy oh, nice. face pieces and a really nice nose guard. And so with that, the new piece on the top and everything, oh, it's so yeah. comfortable. So I was like, I'm going to get in here because I've never finished Vader Immortal. Um, Gabe and I were looking at some uh, one of the two oh, other Star Wars that, that are awesome. So and I'm like, cool. my daughter finished Vader Immortal like a year ago. And so I've only done chapter one and I had all three. So I sat and took an hour and played through Vader Immortal, the second chapter, and remembered why yeah. that thing is so sweet. I mean, it's still, it's been a year since we bought that thing for the kids and it is still phenomenal. Like I was playing this and I kept telling my wife, she was watching something on the, I'm sure I look like an idiot standing in the living room, but she was watching TV and I'm sitting here playing and the, even the audio is so good on it. Like I just had it cranked up. She can barely hear it, you know, but it's the way it kind of channels it into your ears without being headphones. It's so rich and full and, and I'm, you know, using the force and throwing rocks at this, you know, the, you know, that one monster that's in uh, uh, the third uh, original Star Wars at the very beginning. So Luke goes down to Jabba's yeah. layer and he drops him down to that big. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a remember. Rancor, isn't it? Is sure. that the Rancor? I don't know. Uh, big nasty monster. He yeah. puts the bone in his mouth and he crunches, yeah. you know, that. So I'm fighting one of those things, like throwing rocks at it and using my lightsaber and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is unbelievable yeah. how good this is. I mean. Yeah. It's the so, Rancor pit. And so I'm not, I'm not bashing on like VR or AR. I think all of those things are going to be awesome. I just think but they're trying to a- coin this idea of metaverse as if it's a thing that, that this is happening. This is going to be a thing. Like this is something you're making up and yeah, we're going to do more stuff virtually so and that's So that fine. you all can sell more VR headsets. That's exactly all it is. <laughs> yeah. Like you just want to sell more hardware and, and cause I mean, the, this and- concept is not, I mean, what, what was that one thing? Second life. 
Oh yeah, that was like twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. This well, there's is just like adding some technology to what people have been doing for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, some of it's kind of interesting. It there's, is. Sure. There was a guy on Joe Rogan who has like you know he was going through and showing his character, and you know there's like a whole market around people that are building characters. You know, artists oh, yeah. that are oh, creating yeah. characters. You know, their virtual self and having different clothing and all this well, stuff. And yeah. you know, it's like. I'm just going and he has this thing called VR chat that he uses and um, he was just talking about yeah it's like just me and my friends in the evenings like playing poker or whatever it just in VR yeah you know like yeah. we can't get together and, so we're doing and it it's, this way it yeah. is also uh, given the NFT space a huge shot in the arm because if you know anything about NFTs there are a lot of club like what's the one the board ape board ape yeah so you have to own one of these nfts to be a part of these groups in the metaverse that makes more sense you have a digital thing that allows you to navigate to a certain area so yeah. nfts are going to be a massive part of the yeah we're gonna but it's okay. still so weird we've got a we've got some ideas on some nft stuff we, we're gonna create nft robbie's first video yeah, we're going to... <laughs> <laughs> that one's mine, man. Not anymore. <laughs> um, okay, what else? Was there anything else at CES? No, I'm so just, I'm trying I'm just, to find this thread. Just, I can't find it now. I'm, I'm so just bummed, bummed we couldn't go around and look at all the vaporware. Cause, you oh, know. There's, it it would have been... If you wanted a filter to go see vaporware, this CES would have been it. If you were there... The only thing there was vaporware. Yeah, like I mean, all the and big you would have been was... free to look at whatever you yep. want. Yeah. Yeah. So the people that were there probably weren't taking any risk at the yeah. way it worked out. Yeah, like, I know. You'd see pictures. There's like nobody there. Um, but yeah, um, I, we, we don't have any of those stories and it feels weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, it sucks. I really wanted to be able to find. I could have sworn uh, I'd search it and find it. Yeah. His well, thread is so funny well, though. We'll, like, We'll see if we can find it. We'll link it. There are just so many yeah. goofy. Oh, like, I know. You don't even know what this word means. You just put it on your sign just because people are talking a, about it. And people are talking about it in a negative light. Like I have yet to read anybody that's like, this is going to be great. This is going to change the world other yeah. than Facebook oh. that's saying anything about this or meta or <laughs> it's, whatever. It's, oh. it's almost as stupid as them renaming their company meta. <laughs> yeah. Almost. Somebody said Guys, you all just don't get it. Yeah. You're right. And maybe maybe I'll I'll be wrong. I'll, I'll eat all my words later, but I don't think so. We're all going to be living in the metaverse. Get yeah, over it. I'm going to be old and <laughs> retired nope. by then. Get over it. I'm already old. I just have to retire. <laughs> Good. Gabe's getting the bifocals. I mean, he's I'm one not, more go, step I'm not going in the metaverse. <laughs> not happening. I, I refuse. I'm what? not going in. What? I don't want it. What happened with Gabe at Chrome and Box? I don't know. He got he got bifocals and then he just retired. <laughs> we drove know. by his house the other day. He was just sitting there yelling at somebody that wasn't in his he yard. He was in a rocking <laughs> chair. He had a blanket on his lap. Yeah, so, it was the middle of summer. Like, we like, wanted him know. to keep writing articles, yeah. but he said he had other things to do yeah, i have to go home and spray paint my grass <laughs> he's gonna start mowing his yard twice a week that's my dad i could totally do that yeah absolutely all right folks i think that's it for, uh, for yeah, yeah we're done yeah, it's, it's over we appreciate it's over. you all tuning in uh, and um yeah we'll uh we'll we'll be back at you next week with uh some more criminal West news and all kinds of other fun stuff. Maybe maybe this is it with CES. I don't know that we'll have any more to talk about next week. This so. is it. Sorry. That's it. Sorry. We're moving on. This is this is all you get. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, 
chromeunboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at chromeunboxed. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.